Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at ikeisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. And we're back again with Mr. Shane T. Lester. What does the T stand for, Shane? Thomas. Shane Thomas. Thomas. What do you do? Tell me what Wonder State Mortgage can do for me today, buddy. Wonder, Wonder State Mortgage. We are a true mortgage broker. And that means that we go out there and we do the shopping for you, right? You give us a call. We get your credit, get your application. We go and shop with different lenders across the entire spectrum of the lending world. And we find different lenders that's going to fit your needs. And then sometimes, hey, there's multiple lenders offering the same product, hmm. but they may be a little more aggressive today. They may want more loans. They may have a bucket of money that they want to lend at this particular credit score or this particular loan size. There's so many variables out there, but that's what we get to do. We have little shift or swifters, if you will, where they actually kind of rein in who's got the best situation for this. Amazing. And so, so how does this vary for what, well, you know, look, I, I, I love the guys at Arvest. I worked with them for years. <clears throat> I've got friends at B B bank OZK. These are great guys. Why don't I just go take my loan there? What What's the difference? Hey, the big difference is uh, banks are really good at lending money for car loans, home equity line of credit, uh, borrowing money on your name. And there are, we've talked about this before. There are good loan officers at the banks, but they're just different. They only have to offer what they offer. They only what's have, on the shelf today. Only on what their shelf. That's right. They don't have different lenders to go. Maybe I've got a lender in South Dakota that's offering fantastic 30-year rates today. That's better than the general market is. Maybe there's a lender up in Michigan that's uh, number one lender in the country now that has, and the number one purchase lender in the country now that, check this out, brings 400 independent mortgage people per week to their company headquarters to train us to be better because they know that the mortgage broker is the best way to get the product to the client. The fastest, the cheapest, 
and the least stressful out there. So, so let me get this straight. So there's, mm-hmm. and, and for the laity, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, yo, the comedian Gallagher who just passed away this last mm-hmm. week. Great guy, funny guy, hysterical guy. He had one quote that I will never forget. He said, everywhere you leak, the world has a bucket. They are prepared. <laughs> they are prepared to catch your leaks. And, and if Correct. you don't know, if you don't know that there's an entire mortgage world out there, you know, I, I, I do the same thing. I go to my bank. I've got a great relationship with them. I've worked on several other things. They're wonderful people. Hey, give me a house loan. I don't think about shopping for money. I, I, tell me why I would shop for money. Well, the reason why you shop for money, again, you save thousands of dollars, right? You Closing costs, especially the people you see on TV, right? Like I always said, little kids play with rockets. And who wants to play with a rocket when you have the whole space station over here, right? <laughs> my wife may call me a dork, but hey, I think it's pretty cute. <laughs> But again, if you don't know, if you're moving here from Texas or California or any of the bigger areas, they're like, why would I call my bank to get a mortgage loan? Really? So they see it differently, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah. Mortgage brokers. Yes. I mean, again, they're like, well, I'm calling a mortgage broker. I'm calling a mortgage professional if that's all they do. And again, it's a, it's a preference. And Arkansas is a big bank state, always has been. But if I want financial advice, I go get me a financial advisor. I don't go to my bank who offers financial advice. If I want to trust, I go to a trust attorney. If I want a car loan, maybe I'll call my bank, right? I'm not against banks. My money's in a bank just like yours is. But I want the expert. I don't go there to get insurance. Some banks offer insurance. At a phenomenal right. rate. And I'm, I'm not dissing banks. I just know that if you ever have, have, to, have had to buy insurance through the bank, it's not exactly your best offer. Uh, and again, I just want the expert. And then again, if the market is there and the competitiveness is there and the product is there, then why do I want to go and put all my eggs in one basket and only get what they offer? Right? So if you do go that, say, say you're the bank lover and that's where you got your mortgage. All I want to say is, hey, Dennis, here's where you should be at today. Oh, by the way, did you know for a quarter, for $300, you can get a quarter point better? Or did you know that if you paid an eighth of a point more, or if you paid, if you get 6.5 instead of 6.375, you can save $2,000 on your closing costs? Well, what do you mean? Well, see, see, and this is this is a lot like in some ways, it sounds like to me, which I am certainly not a mortgage guy here. But, you know, you go to the, the car lot and you find the red, nice red shiny one and you go, ooh, ooh, ah, right? And then you look at the price and you're like, okay, this is the price. Well, kind of, sort of, somewhat. And then you and I are, you and I, many people are fixated on the price. Mr. Car dealer is not fixated on the price. How much can you do monthly? Well, why don't we set you up in this car? Well, we'll do the financing for you. Well, we'll, hmm, seems like the number I'm interested in it and the number you're interested in or they're interested in. And <clears throat> I guess that's a great deal. Like with the mortgage, I look, ooh, hey, I got, I got a 6.15125 loan. Well, yeah, what did it cost you up front? What's your long term? Is this your best offer? What was your credit score? Blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you what, I want to go into that in just a minute. Hold on okay. one second. First, let's talk about being a good candidate because okay. your friend and mine, Mr. Jeffrey T. Atkins, did some D Atkins, did something <laughs> that I've done. Diane and I paid off my little Mercedes and her little Lexus. We got to the end of our loans. Woohoo, we're three. And our credit scores dropped 30 points. Mm-hmm. But, but do you want me to have a loan? I want to be debt free. How, how does this work? 
Jeff sold Jeff sold several investment properties. I won't say all that, but he sold some investment properties that he had as long-term rentals. His 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 uh, uh, credit score dropped 20, 20 plus points, something like that. What is going on there, Shane? There's oh man, listen, that's a whole segment in itself. Okay, <laughs> different <credit> show. <laughs> Why do you need a credit score? Why do you need a credit score? I need a credit score so when I come to you guys, you know that I'm going to pay my bill, right? Got you. How do you get a credit score? Uh, by paying my bill. By borrowing money. Oh, so when I, I quit you- borrowing money, I'm not playing the game anymore. Yes, sir. If I give you $2 million right now, what happens to your credit score? Goes through the floor, I guess. Doesn't do anything. Really? It's not a sign of wealth. It's, it's a not- sign of wealth. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, sir. Yes, My sir. credit score is not a sign of wealth. It's not a sign of wealth at all. It's a sign is it a sign of reliability? It's a sign that you borrow money. You've helped build a lot of those big buildings out of New York and wherever they are, right? And you right. pay it back on time. Now, did I say get a bad credit score? No. no I didn't say not. get a bad credit score, right? Some people believe you have to borrow for a lot of different things, right? Some people believe you've got to borrow for a house. If you come to me and you say, I've got $300,000 in the bank and I want to buy a $150,000 house, what kind of mortgage can you get me? And I go, well, why would you? I would ask them this exact question. Remember, 300000 in the bank. They're buying a $150,000 house. I would ask them this exact question. If your house was paid for and you had $150,000 in the bank, would you go borrow $150,000 on that house to put into the bank so you'd have $300,000? Why no? Then what's the difference? <laughs> And they look at me and I've had realtors contact me and say, you're the only mortgage person I've ever talked to that talks somebody into paying cash for their house. I go, if I were in their position, I would pay cash for the house. Now then you're going to get feedback. People are going to say the opportunity cost and I could have used this. I could borrow money at this and, and, and use it for that and make more. If that's what you want to do, go do that. But I tell you what, when you turn that truck, that turn that truck on, or you go home and that grass is paid for that's underneath that house and you have no debt. And then the economy does what it's doing now or inflation goes through the roof. And you're like, well, what's going to happen? Our mortgage business has slowed down. It's obvious it's slowed down across the country. People are laying people off left and right. But if you have no house payment, no car payment or no debt whatsoever, you're kind of recession proof, right? Well, and it's, so. It's- it's funny, we hear you know, Facebook, Twitter, we hear all the big, you know, the big tech companies. Well, they're laying off 10,000 people. They're like, that's a number, but there's somebody going, how am I going to pay the bill this next month? Yes, you know, how there's several ten- Do what I'm sorry? How am I going to pay for that car or that new house I just bought? How am I going to do that? Right? And again, it's very, it's such a balancing act with each person. And each person is different on when they sit down with this. One size does not fit all. It's the reason why I left the bank in 03 to open our place here is because everybody has custom options that need to be available to them that fits their need. The same borrower may get exactly different interest rates for a couple of reasons. One, they didn't want to bring as much money to closing. Two, they know they're going to get a big bonus here in a little while. They want to put some money down and they're going to pay the house off or whatever. So maybe they don't pay all the closing costs and they take a higher rate. There's so many variables that can come into play. And again, that's why we'll do the face-to-face. We'll sit down with them and say, here's what it is. Now, if you're just putting 20% down, buying a house and say, that's all I want, great. But not everybody falls into that category. Some people are trying to 
scratch every dime they can get together to put their down payment together. Exactly. Why are my closing costs thirty thousand dollars? They're not thirty thousand dollars, right? Why are they nine thousand dollars? They're not, right? They, don't, they don't have to be. They don't have to be. And again, well, somebody's got to pay for all the advertising. Somebody's got to pay for the name on the side of the building out there, right? And it's so a nice these, building, though. It's a nice building. Every time is. I go and in the there, I think that's... lenders come to brokers like me and say, hey, look, we're going to give you this at, at the best rate we can give it to you for, and you deliver it to the market. And it's just the difference of buying, wholesaling, and retail. That's all it is. Wow. Well, okay. So let's go back. Once again, five mile high view. Mm-hmm. Number one, what I'm hearing is, is that I need a, I need a custom... I need a custom discussion with you. I need a personal discussion with a mortgage broker who asks me the right questions, who looks at my financial situation, who we go through it that way. How do I look like a good borrower? What do I do to be a good borrower? Tell me those steps. The best thing to do to be a good borrower is to fill out an absolute complete application with the right information. The right information? The right information, right? How long have you worked at your job? Do you know how much you make? You would be surprised how many people have no idea how much money they yeah. get paid. Well, well, let's play this game. I want to mm-hmm. play this game, and I'm mm-hmm. going to use myself if you don't All mind. Right. Okay. Great. How long have I worked at? How, how long have I worked here? Well, I've been self-employed. I, mm-hmm. I do several things, but I've been self-employed as a, an IT guy for the last twelve years. Okay. Great. Sold out my other company. Have that. Well, is that your other source of income? Well, no. I've got a podcast I make money off of. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your other source of income? Well, I've, I've got Airbnb rentals. Uh, well, well, what do you make? Boy, I, and I don't, I'm not trying to be funny. Right. I don't know. And, and I'll tell you why I don't know, because there's depreciation. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the corporation that runs the Airbnbs, how much money does it make at the end of the year? Well, I can tell you that. But every one of these units has is risen in value dramatically. Mm-hmm. Well, but then we have capital depreciation. I mean, I'm married to a CPA and I still don't understand it all. So when I tell you all those variables, I'm a, I'm a very round peg trying to put in a square hole. What do you do? It's real simple. We just, all we do is ask on your situation. Now remember, we're not getting, that's not the majority of customers. We love customers like that. Okay. Because we'll dig in and we'll say, okay, we need to see your last year's tax returns. We're going to go in there and we're going to squeeze every bit of income we can get. What's your net money that you, what's your net profit? Add back your depreciation. Do you have any mileage? Is your company paying for anything on your credit report? You know, what are the things that we can do to add back money and take debt off of you to get you qualified? Okay. A lot of my friends in this industry, I don't care if you work for a bank or even some mortgage brokers, they look at those tax returns and they just panic. But if you just break it down, you you said, told me you had three businesses, right? Right. Well, four actually. Right? Yeah. Four. Okay. So again, you're so you're going to have either Schedule C's, you're going to have LLC business, you're going to have eleven twenty S for an S corporation, you're going to have K ones, right? It exactly. sounds like a lot. Yeah. But hey, yeah, yeah. all you got to well, do is get the information. Well, and you you hit one of the nails on the head that that was huge for me. Does your corporation pay any part part of the? the mm-hmm. bills. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it pays a lot of them. There so at go. the end of the year, it looks like I only made, only made this, but I had cable paid for. I had a quarter of my house had paid for. I had a lot of other, you know, car or whatever. So what I'm hearing is, is that 
the the application form and and let's go back to it you said the mm-hmm. very best thing i can do is to fill out the application form completely and mm-hmm. accurately and then i sit down with you and and let let's make the the case here i might be one of your very best customers because i've got a very complicated income structure okay. that you guys can work with and define before you put it back to the bank, right? Or an, a, a lender, a lender, I should exactly say. with the lender, right? So we'll put all that together to make sure you qualify, run it through automated underwriting, and dig through there and decipher and get what we can get out of there, right? I'm not. We're going to make it as simple as possible, but most people are just W two, right? Or the, here, here's what I make. I'm mean, not saying they don't know how much they make. I wasn't talking about self-employed people so much, mm. right? And most self-employed people think that what they make is their gross income, not their net income. It sounds better that way. Yes, sir. I made $120,000 <laughs> last year. Well, your taxes say 23. <laughs> well, I made 120. So I can only qualify you on this, but guess what? You're qualified because your company pays for this, 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 and this off your credit report. And we can see that on your business bank statements. The people that are tough are the ones that have all of their business and personal in one bank account. Yes, people still do that. My wife warns me about people like this. Yes. And and I mean that, I mean, as a CPA, she, she, she won't tell me names. I never want to know names, but she'll say, you know, I've got this customer and they've got all these, you know, their credit cards and their business and their, their, they buy groceries out of all one account. And it's virtually impossible to pull it back apart and go, what do you really make? They don't even know. Right. Co-mingling of funds. That is the number one. Again, I've got an accounting degree. I never, I never was a superstar accountant, but I never knew I'd be in this position, but somebody knew I'd be in this position because that accounting comes in. So it becomes so helpful when working with clients on especially self-employed clients that we can. Um, But if you go back to the application, put the best application you can, as accurate as you can, you have no idea. You know, we go back and we, oh, this is gonna happen. This happened, this happened. The more you give us, the easier it is for us to work with you because it's going to be found out. Yeah, There is no hiding, right? And so either we address it on the front end and no matter how many conversations we have, it still happens. They'll buy the truck a week before closing. They'll quit their job the day after you tell them they're clear to close. Right? Yeah. Well, you said I was clear to close. I didn't tell you to go quit your job. <laughs> or right? buy a truck. Well, I started a new one Friday. Okay, well, I need the employment letter. Now we got to go back to underwriting and we got to do this a little bit again. But that's all right. No matter how much we we prepare, it still happens. And again, people are not living their lives to qualify for a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. They're not running their business to qualify for a mortgage with the mortgage rules, right? They just know how much they bring in each day. And so some of those people have to wait a year because they haven't talked to somebody and they got to make sure that their income is what it's supposed to be. Well, my accountant does great. I pay very little in taxes. That means you make very little in taxes. That means you make very little and in the eyes of the government. Yes. And so, you know, we we want you to pay for the ta- pay the money that you're supposed to pay and make what you're supposed to make. And then sometimes I'll look at them and go, do you really only make $11,000 a year? Oh, no, I'll make a lot more than that. Really? After you write off everything, it shows $11,000 a year. And sometimes you see aha moments. And it's not us being mean. It's like, hey, man, you got skills, dude. 
you're not a thousand dollar a month people. Nobody's a thousand dollar a month people, right? I mean, you can do a lot of things to make a thousand bucks a month, but it's that that's the number one thing. Give us a good application. Make sure we understand what's going on in your finances. You don't have money wrapped up in the freezer that you're using for your down payment. And you'll be surprised. Are you kidding? Are you no, kidding? No, really? No. What? No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And 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 let me let me take a tangential here. Just a tiny mm-hmm. little tangential. Twenty five years ago, uh, something like this. I'm guessing. Um, you could not use a gift or anything like that for a down payment. But I think that rule has changed. Has it changed? It has changed a lot. It used to be only FHA. I'd say probably uh, 15 years ago, it was only FHA. You could get a gift for a down payment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you had conventional where you had to put the first 5% down and then you could get a gift after that. Really? But conventional changed and the whole down payment, even the 5% or the 3% down conventional can come from a gift, but here's the fun part. You ready? The money has to be sourced, mm. meaning that mom has to show your bank account. We have to show the money coming out, right? Yep. And then we have to show that it's set in the cashier's check made payable to the title company. So you have to money trail, you have to money trail it all the way to where it's at now. Gotcha. gotcha right? Gotcha, a lot yeah. of parents push back. I get so many parents call yelling. Sir, look, I'm not giving you that. Well, we can't use that money then. Well, I don't want my kid to see it. I, okay, if you don't want him to see it, send it directly to me, right? And then we'll get it to the lender, but we have to source the money where it comes from. Isn't so that crazy? Do what now? Isn't that crazy? And I'm just thinking it just, I don't know why it hadn't hit me before, but Shane, in your line of business, I mean, uh, to, as as Randy would say, you know, we, we kind of see each other in their underwear, you know, well, right. what's the real number? Well, no, what's the real, real right. number, you know, and, and I can see where that goes. So, so basically the best way to do this is I, I fill out a great uh, application as thoroughly as I can and honestly as I can and as completely as I can. So what are the options? And we had talked about some stuff before. I mean, you can get a conventional loan mm-hmm. and, and, and you can get a, 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 a arm, a, a, a self, an adjusting rate. And then you, we I want to come back to a, a reverse. We'll talk about that in a little while. Right now, I want you to pull out your crystal ball and mm-hmm. tell me what the economy is going to do. Here's what the economy is going to do. It's going to go up and then sometimes it's going to go down mm-hmm. and then there's times it's just going to stay the same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. So as okay. Jim Rohn, the classic uh, a speaker would say, in the 6,000 years of recorded civilization since the Babylonians, I can tell you what the future is. Do you want to hear the future? Opportunity yes. mixed with difficulty. There you go. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Opportunity mixed with difficulty. So uh, are we going into a difficulty period? I mean, we don't. Do you, see, do, do you see inflation beginning to at least drop off a little? We've well, I mean, from well, I don't know. Is the new Congress going to kind of control the purse strings? There you go with those right? good questions again. On the spending, yeah, right? the, the overspending is what got us where we're at now. You think spending is when we got inflation? No, 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 no. Just, no. just the conspiracy theorists out there believe that, right? Yeah, so, but, and the yeah. people who control the the Fed, the the money supply, yeah. And we'll see what happens on that. You know, they've made they they've admitted they've made mistakes. But listen, we can't control any of that. At the end of my at the end of my emails, it says control the controllable, mm. right? Right. We're gonna we're going to date the rate, marry the house, and divorce the rent. 
Oh, okay. Right. Tell me how we do this. I love this. Go ahead and say this. Right. Control so the controllables. We're, we're going to we're date dating the rate. rate. That means that, hey, look, here's the rate right now. You can't control it. I can't control it. If it fits in your budget and you're ready to buy your house, buy your house. If the rates come down, then we'll just we'll just we'll um we'll stop dating that rate and get you a better rate. Right? Like the house that. is what you're looking for. Yeah. But is this the house you want? And then again, we can't complain about six point three seven five or six and a half percent interest rates. But bo, 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 bo. hold on. We can't complain about six point three seven five. We were at yeah, but let's let's have a little yeah, history you, added to you this. Could go right? to a movie for a nickel back then too, right? <laughs> you could buy you could buy a car for eight thousand dollars back whenever. Yeah. But don't we can't complain about six point three seven five when we got twenty four percent credit cards in our pocket, or we're paying a hundred percent interest rate. You know what a hundred percent interest rate is? Tell me. Rent. Or more. Right? Or more hundred or, or yeah, or yeah, more, yeah. yeah. Or ninety three percent based on how you want to look at it. Ninety nine point six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, so those are the things we can look at. Yeah, we'd love the rates back at three and a half percent. We may never see them again. If you get a house today and it's a six point three seven five, like we locked a young lady in while ago on on thirty year fixed rate loan, right? And the rates are at eight percent at the end of next year. You're a genius, right? But if the rates drop down to five percent next year. <clears throat> finance great but we're not going to advise buying a house today expecting to refinance a year from now two years from now three years from now if the rate comes back and goes down you won't have to worry everybody and their uncle will be calling you to refinance right because they know what the rates are out there so you have to make the decision with the with the information you have in front of you now you can't be homeless for the next two years while you try and decide. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, go pay the crazy rent. I hear rent's nuts out there right now. Right? I have no idea. You're like, hey, keep paying it, whatever. But you got Airbnbs. It's a little bit different, right? Sure, 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 so, sure, sure. Um, but well, but let, let's, let's talk about Airbnbs for a second. Mm -hmm. You're talking to a guy that for the last four and a half years has run 92% occupancy, which is four and five standard deviations Absolutely. above everybody else. I've got a lot of vacancies. I've got a lot of vacancies. I mean, it's it's going quiet if you get my drift. Now, yeah, it's going quiet. Everything's going quiet right now. Again, we I don't know. It, it's like somebody turned the spigot off in our industry right now. So we don't know what's going on. We got them trickling in, right? There's probably a couple new contracts in where we're getting three or four a day now. You might get three or four a week, mm -hmm. right? And um, so, and again, I'm just a small guy. I'm just a small guy doing my thing. Right. I'm not trying to be the next rocket lender out there. I want to be able to still talk to my people. I don't want to pass you off to anybody. Right. I got a great support staff behind me. But we have to make decisions on what we've got now. What we're hearing now, though, is the, the new things out there is do I get the $250,000 house brought down to $240,000? Right. Do I offer $240,000? Hmm. Well, what if you use that $10,000 and kept the purchase price the same? And did a two-one temporary buy down. What does that mean, Shane? Well, that means that you get four point three seven five for a year, five point three seven five for a year, and then it goes back to six point three seven five for the remaining twenty-eight years. Oh, really? So you have a temporary buy down. So you have, or you take that same ten thousand dollars and buy down the rate permanently. Really? So how, so how does that work out? 
What yeah. does 240 look like two years from now? What does 250 using $10,000 to buy your rate down, a 2-1 temporary buy down look like? And then what does 250 using that $10,000 example here to buy the rate down permanently? What does all of those look like two years from now? These are genius questions. And, and I got to say one real quick, because I know you, you know me. Um, our objective is to be as debt-free as possible. Is that fair? Sure. I mean, the, for a guy who lends money, I know you, and, and you, you don't want you to, you sell what you don't want somebody to buy. Right. <laughs> you what you don't want to. So the, the what's the benefit? What would be the benefit of, say, taking a 30-year a just fixed, and taking that $10,000 and making that $10,000 toward the principal or, or making a 50% greater penalty, a, a greater payment every month or what, how does that work out? You talking about, about paying extra? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, it just depends. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to all I know really and what's worked for me and my family and is able to put us in a spot to do what we get to do. And that's going to come the great old Dave Ramsey. Right. I'm not paying an extra dime on my house until I'm debt free. I'm not paying an extra dime on my house until I have a fully funded emergency fund. I'm not paying a dime or extra on my house until I know I'm at least maxing out 15 percent of my income into my retirement. And and let's let's go exactly. And you're exactly we might as well be doing a Dave Ramsey course. And I encourage people. This guy makes a lot of sense. You might not agree with all the logistics and all that, and, and and that's your decision. But I will make sense. If you've got money set aside, if you have paid off, I, I saw a little meme on Facebook the other day, and it was with Warren Buffett. And they said, you know, I get a few thousand dollars. What should I do? He said, you know, wh what stock should I invest it in? And his answer was, do you have a credit card? And she said, yeah, sure. I got a credit card. He said, does it have a balance? Yeah. Why on earth are you carrying a balance and thinking about it? You're telling me you're going to invest $10,000, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to take $10,000 and you're going to invest it in the stock market. And you think it's going to give you more than 17% interest, which is what you're paying on your credit card. No, no. Amazon's not going to do that. Facebook's right. not going to do that. Pay off your stupid credit cards, pay down all your other debt. Then you're saying, then I can come back in. And if I put another 200 a month in on my, my house or my rent, then it really is it, is it, does it break the, does it break the back of that mortgage? And, and let's talk 15 versus 30. Well, the 15, you're going to have a little bit higher payment, right? Dave promotes that uh, a 15 year mortgage and no more than 25% of your take home pay for your payment, right? Sure. That's what he Don't promotes. buy too much house. Right. No, it, it helped you from buying too much house. A lot of people go, well, I can't afford a 15-year payment. Then the question comes, are we buying too much house? Remember, I'm not sitting here giving you a Dave Ramsey class while you're in here. If you ask me, what would I do? I can show you over there. There's a whole bookshelf full of Dave Ramsey books. I can show you letters from people. It's not my job to make you believe in Dave Ramsey. I'm just saying you're making a lot of money. You're doing great. Here's somebody that will help you work a system that will put you in a much better position going forward. And if you don't like it, guess what? Don't do it. It's your and money. Like you I, can do as you I, wish. I tell a lot of people, and, you know, they'll get online, they'll bash Dave, or they don't believe in Dave. Here's the deal. You save more marriages, lead more people to Christ, give away more money than he gives away, 
I might listen to what you have to say about money. <laughs> Possibly. But until, then, but until then, you're an adult. Here's a system that's proven. The guy has over a thousand people working for him, giving them common sense. And you've got a better idea? Go do it. You're an adult. And if it doesn't work, I will be right here and we'll start the day you come in front of me because God's been real patient with me. <laughs> And I have to pass that on to everybody else. I agree. So, I agree. You know, again, we there's no, there's no we, judgment here. We actually this morning, uh, we were. Uh, I, I don't know if you've even read it yet, but I posted on one of your posts on Facebook, talking about money, how multi money can change things and whatever. And I did a day a, a Jim Rohn, who was a motivational speaker, passed away not too long ago. I did a Jim Rohn quote, and my quote was money for for Jim Rohn is multi money is a multiplier. If you are a loving, gracious person and you get a lot of money, you can change the world. Literally, literally. If if you are a a cheap, chintzy person, yeah, yeah, you can make yourself miserable. If you like to drink, you can now afford to be a drunk. If you're a mean person, you can now afford to be unbearable. Money is only a multiplier of what you already are. And if you want to, when I hear people say, I need more money, I'm like, well, I, I think you need to work on you a little first. And and I'm not, that's not derogatory. And Lord knows I'm not in a position to judge. You become that person. It seems like the money kind of follows, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. That's what we see. I mean, and you've met, you've met broke, kind, generous people. You've met broke, mean, ugly people. Yep. Same thing with money. Right. And, yep. you know, we're finishing a book here on Tuesday morning, uh, Maxwell's book on his greatest moments. And, it says money gives you choices and opportunity. And I thought that was a very good way to explain yeah. that, but it does. It magnifies who you already are. And um, if people are saying I need more money, then the only thing I would go back from somebody who had a problem with certain aspects of things was, is my character ready for me to be responsible and be a steward of what I'm being blessed with. Because I Boy. believe when I get up there, I'm going to be asked a couple of questions, my friend. What did I do with the son Jesus? And what did I do with what he gave me? And mm. I want to answer those two questions. You're going to be ready to answer them, I hope? I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so, too. That's what I, I hope want to so be too. When I first realized that, I was like, God, please don't bring me home yet. I do not <laughs> want to answer to you for what you've given me. Let me work my way out of this hole, please. Please, <laughs> please give me some time. And thank goodness for his graciousness. Because, again, it's it's funny. It's if you find some of the most successful people out there, uh, just they're going to tell you that their giving and their generosity was one of their number one contributing things to their success. I believe that with all my heart. And you know, it sounds counterintuitive. It really does. It, does. it sounds completely counterintuitive, but I, I get exactly where you're going. Well, well, let's get back to mortgage rates just for a second or mortgage okay. products. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had a, had a friend tell me the other day that one of the banks that he works at, he said that they were doing a seven, one arms. So a seven year, a, 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 a seven year loan basically that resets in seven years at a new interest rate, because most people live in a seven year home about seven years. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not most people. Cause I, I, I never lived anywhere less than 10, but, but anyway, how do these products compare? And, and let's be frank. Banks are, let me ask this first. I've always wanted to know this, Shane. Do 
do do lenders like higher mortgage rates or do they like what do they make more money on? Do they make more money on higher rates or lower rates? It's interesting on that, right? Well, think about it. if your cost of your money has gone to four or five percent and you're charging seven percent, right? Yeah. And your cost of your money is zero to one percent, you're charging three or four percent, they're kind of making the same money, right? Really? Yeah. Hmm. You think about that, right? Yeah. I mean, does that makes sense a little bit. Yeah, if sure, 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 sure. No matter what you charge. I mean, again, yeah, but if your cost of stuff, that's what we're seeing right now in inflation, right? We're paying more money for some of the same products, but a lot of them are still making either the same amount or less money. Hmm. And what stinks is that if we're still sitting here paying our people the same amount of money and it's not buying as much, they didn't really get a raise, did they? They're actually making less. And then what happens when you raise their their income? then you have to raise your stuff to get there, blah, blah, blah. But the seven, one arm versus 30 year from Mm -hmm. what we've seen. And I showed you an example of this earlier right now, the 30 year rates better than what we can get five, one arms or seven, one arms. Remember those are 30 year product loans, right? Meaning that it's set for five years at this interest rate. Right. And then it becomes adjustable once a year after that. It's called your Mm -hmm. anniversary. Right. And then whatever that rate is that day, the margin that they're charging you plus the index that they use, it will be your new rate for that year, that day. And then one year from now, they'll do the same thing. The margin, what the bank's making, plus whatever index they're using, whether it's the SOFR or the LIBOR, which you're trying to get rid of, or CMT, which is one-year treasury. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The LIBOR, I remember, what was it, 10, 15 years ago when the LIBOR was manipulated? That was mm-hmm. an interesting day. That's yeah. why they're trying to get rid of it right now. Really? Yes. Again, they're trying to switch that over to the SOFA, the secured overnight financing rate, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's an international standard that everybody agrees. That's how much money costs that night or whenever. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So let's talk about reverse. Let's say, uh, uh, well, here's a great, great example. I'll, I'll put Diane and out back out here on the, on the, on the pallet, uh, <clears throat> bought this house five years ago. It's increased in value 60%. I would have never thought that. Uh, and I remember we debated, wow, are we paying too much for this house when we buy it? And here we are, you know, six years later and it's 60% greater. Well, I mean, do I take money out? Can I invest it in something else? What What's the good thing to do there? Yeah, I don't like to borrow money to invest, okay? I really don't. That's not my thing on this. Here's what we're seeing on people with reverse mortgages. One, they're paying off a current mortgage. Okay, a lot of people think that you got to have a you got to have a house free and clear to get a reverse mortgage. You don't. Um, we're seeing people use, let's say their house is paid for. Have you looked at your portfolio lately? Oh, it's down 20, 30%. And you're say you're 75, not you, but say you're 75 and you're you're taking money out of this. You're taking mm-hmm. money out of your your portfolio. And guess what? You're locking in those losses. Every dime you take out, you're locking in those losses that have gone down. Oh, really? Yeah. So what if you had this beautiful line of credit sitting over here on your house that doesn't require a monthly payment on it? And you supplement your income for the next year or two. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hang on. Let, let's go back to there's some big stuff you hit here. Number one, you don't have to have your house paid off to say take a reverse mortgage. That's correct. Really? Okay. Yes. And you're telling me that there's an instance where I, I could defer payments for a couple of years? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's just say the house is free and clear, or you didn't need to use all the money that you're eligible for to pay off your current mortgage. Sure. Sure. Okay? Sure. So we got two scenarios. So let's just say again, your house is free and clear now. 
and you did a line of credit, $300,000 house, you have $140,000, $150,000 line of credit. Yeah. The part about the reverse mortgage is there are no monthly payments required. Ever? Ever. Now, really? Got, yes, the house speaks for the loan. Right. Again, again, the reverse is that you just have to pay your taxes, insurance, and keep the house up. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Right? Again, you're getting your equity out of your house, and then when you pass, you either give the house to the heirs and the heirs sell the house and pay off what's owed. Or if the heirs don't want it, they can sign it back over and give it to the bank. It's a non-recourse loan. But again, let's just say that two years, you got your, your investments and you kind of use this line of credit for your, from your house equity. And then your mark, your uh, portfolio goes back up and you want to pay that line of uh, credit off, you pay it off. But you didn't lock in 30, 40% losses. So each situation is so different. It sounds like a good idea to call Shane Lester at Wonder State Mortgage and, and find out the exact reason. <laughs> Just don't say no because you hear reverse mortgage. Well, and, and let's be frank. You've said this on the show before. And thank, thanks again for being on the show, sincerely. Uh, so you said who, who hates reverse mortgages? Who's the only person that hates them? The most people that hate them right now are the heirs. Right. Because whenever mom and daddy or whoever passes away, there's a lien against the house. Well, I thought I was getting this house free and clear. And again, the largest complaints to the CFPB, right, is usually on reverse mortgages because the parents or the kids didn't realize the parents got one. And a lot of times, look, here's a couple of things on that. They don't have to tell you nothing. They don't have they to don't tell you nothing, you nothing. And when they die, it's not a jackpot. Exactly. And for you to want them to do without, so you can have a house to blow, shame on you. And if you really cared about them that much, you'd know what kind of financial condition they're in and you'd be helping them if you could. Yep. But again, it's sad to see sometimes to watch the retirees just completely do without when just a little bit would change for them. And is it a product for everybody? No, listen, we just got back from a conference, 2%, 2% market penetration, 2008. For four Our reverse mortgages. Yeah. 2%. 2% in 2008. All the safeguards, everything, uh, still 2%. I guarantee you, if the people knew what it could really do for them, I bet that market rate, that market penetration would be 30 to 40%. If I would they really knew. Uh, let me, let me address the, because we're, we're talking just like friends, which I love, yes, but, but let me, let me, five mile Hyatt just for a second. Hot Springs Village is, is known throughout the banking community and throughout Arkansas as one of the highest ownership, home ownership places that we have so many, we did, at least in the last, the last couple of years, we have so many homes that are completely paid off mm -hmm. because that's what the greater generation and then the boomers, we're going to pay off our home. Nobody's going to take our home. We've got it, Right. right. So you've got all this money invested in here and you're going, well, I'm going to go to the dollar store instead of Walmart because I can save 88 cents on a can of tuna if I do this right. And I've got a house that's paid off for my kids. Really? It breaks my heart, man. Yeah, I, and I, I see where you're going with this. And <clears throat> Anyway, I, I think for our listeners and our podcast viewers and listeners, it may be six to eight times more important what you're saying right now. And I'm not trying to piss off your kids. I am not trying no, to get you to go in debt. I'm just saying, if you're in a straight, <laughs> there's a solution. I'm going to step out on a limb here. 
I never do this, Shane, but I'm going to tell you right now. I, w- I The reason I'm encouraging you to call Shane, we have people on the show that I'm going, that's interesting. We have other people I say, Shane will treat you right and will be fair with you. I, I think a lot of times, my guess, the whole topic of a reverse mortgage doesn't even come up because there's a trust issue. Well, can I trust what's going on here? This is all just a way to 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 cheat me out of something. This is one big scam. It's I don't not, think if I have to have what is it ninety minutes of cons- of counseling I have to have. It usually take can take anywhere from sixty to ninety minutes, right? And again, you have to go after we sit down in business and say, "Hey, this is something, Shane. I think we want to go forward with this." Well, then we give you a list of counselors that you choose. We don't even get to direct you. You get to choose from a list. There's a mandatory list of nine that we have to give you from the federal government, right, of companies that have been approved with federal, and then as many local as we can, four or five at least from the local, right? And so you get to choose who you call and do your counseling with. And then you get the counseling certificate, and then we go forward, right? So you what have other product? What, what other product has this kind of requirements on it? No, 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 no I mean, no regular mortgage does, no, no. They want to make sure they're trying to protect you from an unscrupulous loan officer. That's what they're trying to do. And they're making sure you're not somebody's nothing against people selling windows or siding or anything like that. You're not over doing a reverse mortgage that's costing you more to get the reverse mortgage than what you're spending on the siding or the windows. Oh, Lordy. Right. But if you want to put siding and windows and you want to redo your house and your house is paid for, guess what? It's up to you. Money. Exactly. Exactly. You do what you want to with it. Just know what options are available for you. And you know, you talk about two percent market penetration, and I once again tell a personal story. We just got back from Gatlinburg with my parents, and we swung by my uncle's house, who lived to ninety three. He was healthy as a horse until the last three or four months. He raced horses. Bill Hicks, William Hicks, uh, raced horses at Oaklawn for. 30 years and, and, you know, you know, racing horses and gambling, it does this, it's up and down and up and down and up and down. Well, by the time he was 93, he had taken out a second on his home just to finish his, make his expenses comfortable. He didn't have any children. He didn't have any heirs. He didn't have any, anything. It was the, why, why do we think we have to cross the, the finish line of death with lots of zeros behind our name? Right. You cash out. What what was it? Les Brown said the motivational speaker. I loved it. He said, if I thought I was dying and I had a quarter, I'd swallow it. So my kids wouldn't get it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, think about this on it. So you go take a regular home equity line of credit versus a reverse mortgage line of credit. Mm -hmm. What has happened to interest rates in the last year? Through the roof. What's going to happen to your monthly payment on that home equity line of credit? Through the roof. What's going to happen as you take more out of that line of credit? Even more. Exactly. Right. So then you look at your situation, go, okay, now I'm upside down. Now I've spent all of my money making these monthly payments on interest. When I had an option over here to use this and utilize what I have for the rest of my life, right? What I'm bringing in each month. Yeah. If you have plenty of money, this probably won't be a product for you. No. If you do this product, it doesn't mean that you've been crappy with money. But what are you doing without to give this to whoever's going to get it? 
You know, Shane, on our last show, you told me a heartbreaking story about a lady who wanted to do a reverse so she could give more money to her son. Who made three times what she made, four times what she made. And basically, you wouldn't help her is what I heard, if I'm not I mistaken. told her, if you're going to truly take the money out and give it to him, I don't want to do your mortgage. And she said, she never called me back. <laughs> You know, but I would rather walk away from that. I'm not stuck where I got to have every mortgage. I'm it's the right thing, man. It's the right thing. Yes. I'm not going to get stuck on that. And again, you look at our Google reviews out there. I can show you a stack of letters, literally, thank you letters from the people on reverse mortgages. I really? can show it to you. And you read some of these letters and they're not, oh, he did a great job. Thanks. No, they're like, hey, man. Thank you. I can actually live the rest of my life with dignity. You know, I don't know why all my brothers and sisters are not out there looking at this product. Shane, you need to be at the churches telling people about this. I'm like, look, we're not trying to sell nothing. You just need to know what the options are. And if it fits for you, then, hey, I'm not Tom Selleck. You're not going to have to pay Tom Selleck money. Right. I'm not mad at them. They're one of the lenders that we can do business with. But I have other lenders that are better and faster. And right. Well, I don't want to say that. Well, no, let, let, let me let me go to the chase. Let me go to the chase. I like to walk in Walmart. OK, mm -hmm. I like to walk in Walmart and I turn and I look as soon as I walk in Walmart all the way across the front of Walmart. Whatever those businesses is, they are businesses are. They are the most profitable businesses in the building <laughs> because they can afford to be at the front of the building. The optometrist, mm -hmm. hand over fist, the nail salons, mm -hmm. hand over fist, money extensions, wiring money to other places, hand cashing over fist. Checks. Cashing yeah. checks. Exactly. Hand over fist. Any place you drive by and they have the most fancy building on the in town, like a bank or a car lot. Or the front of Walmart, right. you know, I understand the lady saying you ought to be in the churches telling this. The bottom line is, is the, the, the product that might be best for you may not always be in the front of Walmart. It may not. It may not. But, but you need to know what the products are, right? You need to know, yeah. hey, look, right. Is there, is there a, what's the difference between a this or that, right? Is there a difference between, and listen, the company I was just telling you about, Dennis, My last two that I closed on the reverse mortgage side, we were able to give them ten to fifteen thousand dollars more than what they were getting, and the reason why is because your interest rate determines, and your age are the two things that determine how much money you get. Oh, do you think Shane that doesn't have to hire Tom Selleck? Which listen, they do a lot of good for the industry. Tom Selleck's a movie star. Um, the Fonz was a movie star. Robert Wagner was a movie star. Fred Thompson was the next sitting U.S. senator mm -hmm. who sat in front of us in San Antonio, Texas, and said his 92-year-old mother did a reverse mortgage because she didn't want to be a burden on her baby boy anymore. Unbelievable. And he said, so I had to sign over. Check this out. I had His words, not mine. I had to sign over my half interest of the house that I bought her so she could do a reverse mortgage <laughs> and she could have her own money yeah. to do with what she wanted to. Yeah. And you know, as well as I do, yes, Fred Thompson was a, a movie star. He did movies as well, but he was an ex setting U.S. He was senator. A senator. Yeah. You know, I don't care your politics. He's a senator, United States of America. 
I mean, to stand on TV and promote that product and sit in front of us. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, do me a favor here, and and I, we, we we've talked that I've always wanted to bring that up. To share with me the screen, just the, the bottom part of the screen we talked about before we hit the button. I want to show people the variety of products that you have. I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And and are you here's talking about the pricing scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and okay. let me let me explain very quickly. Shane and I hopped on. We were doing a little pre-discussion about what we were going to talk about today, and and he pulled up a a, a example. And we talked about the different functions and I thought, okay, you can get a, you know, this arm or you can get a 15 year or you can get a 30 year and you can get a whatever. I had no idea of the options, Shane. I had no idea there were that many options. Right. And so what we did here is we just did, I'll, I'll show you this in just one second. What we did is we had a client that just bought a house. Mm -hmm. And this is a very normal house, very modest house, 290, 250. Yep. And she's putting 5% down. And then here are the products when we put it in the pricing mechanism to see what we're able to get. Well, let, let me interject for a second. Five percent. Okay. I used to think five percent was only an FHA. Does anybody else do that? Or no, 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 no. Uh, yes, five percent is just standard. Well, okay. So USDA is zero down. Right. VA is usually zero down. Right. Oh. Unless they want to put money down because they've used the product before and they want to save on their funding fee. Yeah. Conventional, you can do 3% down for first-time home buyers. First-time home buyer be somebody hasn't been on the has not been on the title of a property or owned a property in the past three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a conventional product. Also, after that, you have the standard conventional with a minimum of 5% down. And then you have FHA, which is a three and a half percent down payment. Wow. Okay. The, dif yeah. the difference on the FHA and the conventional is going to be this. FHA has a funding fee oh. and it has PMI for the life of the loan. Right. Which is like an insurance policy, making sure you're going to make the loan, but for the life of the loan, huh? for the life of the loan, wow. okay? the FHA has a very, very um, specific market. It's good for, yeah. right. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. We, we need the FHA product out there a lot, sure. but what I see a lot of is I see a lot of people that can qualify for a conventional, not have to lose half of their down payment to a funding fee not have to pay the same PMI rate that you'd have to pay and also be able to get rid of it once 20% equity is in your property. Oh, okay. So, right. right. So uh, typically in FHA, you have to pay that insurance 150 bucks a month or whatever, or something like that for the life of the loan. But if it's a traditional, it's conventional, then it goes away as soon as you get 20% worth value in the home. And that that's such a funny topic right there. Okay. So once you get 20% equity in your property, you can request that the PMI be removed. Okay. If you, <laughs> if you get to that 20% equity prior to your original schedule, you have to contact the servicer and say, Hey, look, I have 20% equity. They're going to make you pay for an appraisal to make sure the house is still worth it. They're going to make sure you're paying your, your um, mortgage payment on time. Then you can get it removed. Yeah. Okay. Now then, if you're on your regular scheduled payment plan and you're at 80%, you can request that it be removed. If you forget, once it gets to 22% equity, it automatically falls off. Oh, wow. Man, that's cool. Okay. That's really cool. All right, I'm going to share this. All right, I'm going to share this back. I'm going to share you something that we sent to the client. Okay? okay. I just changed the name sure. to protect the innocent. Yep. Can you see this well enough? Yeah, I could, but it just got smart. There you go. Great. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll send this to them. So, okay, here's the deal. It doesn't oh, matter wow. to me which rate you choose. 
Okay. So for instance, on this scenario that we were just showing right here, we got a 269,995 purchase price with 5% right. down payment in the primary residence. Yep. So here are our 30 year options today. Right. So 6.375 here is going to cost her 0.847 origination fee. Now then what does that mean? That means that it's going to be $2,100 $2,172.54 that's added to her closing cost. That's part of your closing costs. Okay. Right? Usually, if you get a closing cost quote, they're going to assume a 1% origination usually. Sure. Okay. So what's the difference here? $21 a month, $1,100 in cash. Hmm. Well, now, right? just because most people will say, well, I don't want to pay any any closing fees. I don't want any whatever. So I see the zero down here. There you go. But so that may not be my best. That may not be my best idea, right? Just depends. Yeah. How do you want to look at it? So let's see, we got 1688 here. Let's go up here to 6.375. Do you want to spend $2,100 to save $88 a month? Hmm. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So what is that? A two year, two and a half year break even period? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're actually losing money <clears throat> if you sell the house within two and a half years or whatever, at least on your loan. Right. But again, we're not, we're not talking about fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Yeah. Right. We're, yeah. we're talking about the true cost. A lot of people, a lot of people would rather pay the fees and get the lower rate. But think about this. That's $2,100. Is that how you want to spend your money? Do you Is need that, that $2,100 right now? It doesn't matter to me how you spend it. When I worked for the bank, they told me, hey, you're quoting today 6.25 on these loans, right? I didn't have all of these options. Now, some of these banks may have these options now, or they may have juiced up price or pricing mechanisms. I don't know what they have. All I know is it doesn't matter to me which one of these you choose. I don't get paid off the interest rate. I get paid kind of like a realtor. The higher the loan, the more they pay my company. Well, right? hey, down here at the bottom where the numbers are negative, mm -hmm. how on earth does that work? You ever hear the guy on radio that says the biggest no-brainer is no closing costs? Yeah. What do you think they do to the interest rate? Jack up the interest rate there to take go. it back out of your pocket. There you go. So look <laughs> here. So you can go down here at 7.75 and get a $3,800 credit towards your closing costs. Which is going to cost me? I can't see that. What What's the difference between that and zero? I can't see between that and zero. Yeah, 16, between that, one hundred fifty bucks. Going to cost me one hundred and fifty bucks more to get thirty one hundred dollars to save thirty eight hundred dollars in closing. Thirty hundred dollars. Why, why don't I just put it on my credit card? Ah, uh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Not no, but you get my joke. You get my joke. Right, right. But we're just not. Again, there are options out there, right? What if the seller's paying the closing costs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, yeah. Want, we, want, we want the seller to pay as much of these as we can. So yeah. we're going to buy it down to the lowest interest rate. Now, then here's the funny part. Who's really paying the closing costs? Us. It's because it's built in the price of your home. Yeah. Well, right? I see up here at the top, you've got the, the credit score. Mm-hmm. How big a factor is that? Is it a 15% factor or is it 50% factor? It's huge. What's <laughs> really? this right here? Let me show you. Or stay right here. All right. I'm going to okay. do this real quick. I want you to see this. Let's just say, what, what, what credit score do we use? You mean use 660? Yeah. Give me a low one, 660. All and right. for, for those that don't know, 660 is a 
we might lend to you 800 or 820. It doesn't get any better. Was it 820 or 840? But any, anything over 760, you're going to get the same thing out there, right? Okay. Uh, we can go down. We can go down to um, <laughs> 500. Yeah. 580, but, actually. Yeah. You can go let's down to it, 500, but again, it gets ugly. Yeah. Let's call uh, it 660. Let's, let's look at 660 on the same scenario here. Come on. Yeah, All right, here we go. I want you to see this. I'm going to put it right beside it so you can see it. Okay. There we go. And it's telling me set up professional. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. That's it, yeah. Is it coming in or do you need another screen share or how does oh, that work? You're good right here. You're good right here. I'm putting it over right now. I want you to see two things on this. Okay. Mine's All not right. doing the share and I apologize people. Right. I, you're yeah, not sharing multiple. right now? Yeah. I can't see two at a time because it only wants to share that one screen. I'm so oh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. You should have the same screen up now. Do you see two things on your screen? No. no I just I, have one screen up. Yeah. I just see the exact same thing we had before. Yeah. All right, here, let me do this right here then. Okay. 5.875. But I, I get your, so so that's a huge factor in what the percent is that you'll pay. And I see how this works now. Right. All right. So, all right. So here's the deal. Watch this right here. Okay. So this same 6.375 mm -hmm. yeah. at a 660 credit score. Right. Cost 2.863. For the which is a total of um seventy three forty three forty six. What? Yes. Triple. So let me put this right here. Roughly triple. Yep. Wow. So on a six sixty credit score, that goes six point. That right there will be two point eight six three or seven three four three forty six, and and. Wow. This right here is one of the biggest factors we're seeing a big change in out there right now. What's PMI. that? PMI. Oh. So it's $61.99 per month here on this loan. On the 660 credit score, it's $209.47. Wow. And if this is a home, you're barely squeezing in and you've got a 660, the PMI alone could drive you out. Yeah, but 660, though, we're going to look at. We're going to look at at FHA when we come to this point. This is going to be a spot where we're going to definitely look at FHA because what's not determined FHA doesn't determine PMI off of, off of the credit score. Really? Only conventional loans do. Right? Well, wow. so on a PMI on the PMI for um FHA 0.85 so we're going to have Hmm. Hold on one second. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm getting the picture that, yeah, it's dramatically different. And and I'll repeat for our listeners while we're looking here. The the bottom line is, Shane, it depends. You know, you, you got to have somebody you can talk to and, and, and get the rail straight answer. It's so slippery. And let's face it, I, I, I can say for most, for all, 
this will be the largest purchase you ever make in your life. And you're, yeah, you're buying a house, but you're really buying the money, right? Right. You're buying the money as well. Yes, sir. 265.45. 265.45. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Now I want to show you this right here. So now we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you what that FHA would look like at that same interest rate. Right. With the 660 credit score. Okay. There we go. FHA Elite. Now, are you showing this in another window or? No, nope, I'm coming to you. Okay. Okay. I'm coming to you. It's okay. Just calculating, calculating. Not responding. That's okay. Okay. So now you're looking at, there it is. If this was FHA. FHA, you get, you ready for this? A negative, a negative. 0.265, which means you get a $702.53 credit towards your closing cost. Really? Right? Yeah. So so you get a $700 credit, so it's $8,000 swing. $7,300 to a negative $700 is an $8,000 swing, and the PMI would be $183.55. Instead of the two hundred nine forty six, so see oh, why we would do, look at an FHA versus a conventional here. Yeah, but if you had a seven forty seven, you, you're paying sixty dollars in PMI. Exactly. But if you had a six sixty, because of whatever, maybe you had a bankruptcy three years ago, maybe life kicked you yeah. in the head a couple uh, years ago. Who knows? Well, but 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 let me come to this: the sixty one dollars you will never see again, ever. You know, two dollars a day versus two hundred nine dollars just to, to ensure that you're going to make your loan. Well, wow. here, here's the deal. We love PMI, right? You ready for this? I love PMI. You know why? Huh. How many people would buy houses with 20% if, if they didn't have, or how many people would buy houses if all we could do was do more? 20% down. 20% down. That's a now, lot then, of people. I want to get rid of PMI as soon as possible, but PMI gives people the ability to buy a house. Because again, if you don't want to pay the $61.99, guess what? Come up with another $34,000. Yeah, just come up with another 15% out of your pocket, and it's easy, right? Exactly. So so here's where I'm seeing this, though, and, and help me follow this, Shane. If if, I've, if I'm selling a house and moving to another new house, I, can, I might be able to come up with 20%. It might not be that hard. I've made some money in my last house, and this is easy to do. If I'm a brand-new home buyer, ouch, right? Ouch, or if you've got a credit score, that a good credit score where the PMI is going to be low, would I would I want to let go of thirty four thirty five thousand dollars extra today to save sixty one ninety nine a month? Probably not. Don't know. <laughs> not it's not my job to determine that for you. It's my job to show yeah. you that option. Wow. Well, I tell you what, buddy. I love. Thank you so much for taking the time to work with us here, Shane Lester, Wonder State Mortgage. Great guy, man. I I love talking to you every time we do. Thanks for coming back on the show. Anytime, brother. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Hey, just again, whether it's me or somebody else, make sure they're showing you the options. And on the reverse mortgage, don't say no to your mom or dad, grandma, grandpa. Just say why and what are we trying to do? And they right. will let you sit down with them and listen to it. I mean, I had a final supper where there's like 16 people 
and the 94-year-old lady there in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I mean, I'm the only guy down here at the end, and they are peppering me with questions. But again, it does, get somebody that's going to educate you and give you the options. That's all. Okay. And, and, and for what that's worth, and I'm not, we're not pushing that. Nobody's pushing that. It's just, that's an option. And I, in my head, because I've just gone through this with my uncle, all I can think is th- th- in other cultures, I don't think they have this kind of discussion because we, we talk with about finance. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I used to, I taught a class at first Southern Baptist in Bryant, uh, taught the, what they call the pairs and spares club. It's the, just out of high school, college, maybe they're going to career, maybe they're not, whatever. And I always had a question of the week. And one of my questions was, would you rather discuss your bank balance or your love life? Mm. Mm. And in our society, people just don't want to talk about money. Uh, and I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the Brits, when you say we're going to talk about money about so-and-so, they say, oh, that's vulgar. How very vulgar. vulgar to speak about money. Well, remember, well, they vulgar. say don't talk about money, uh-huh. politics, and religion, right? Yeah, exactly. My question to you is this right here. Where has that gotten us? <laughs> Where we can't talk about anything. Where has that gotten us? Yes, sir. So, thanks, Dennis. I appreciate Shane T. Lester, great to have you again. Dennis Simpson, Hot Springs Village Inside Out. We will see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at Hot Springs Village Inside Out.